It's the CXM Experience. And as always, I am Greg Khan, CXO, Chief Experience Officer at Sprinkler. And today I'm really excited because I've got a special guest, Diane Adams. And Diane Adams is the Chief Culture and Talent Officer at Sprinkler, a great partner, a great friend, and a great person. And so we're going to have a really interesting discussion today with Diane about how experience applies to employees. Uh, we talk about experience all the time, mostly from a customer standpoint. Uh, but today we're going to talk about a different kind of customer, the customer that the company hires to help make their business happen. So before we get going, welcome, Diane. Hello, and welcome to the CXM Experience. Great. I am thrilled to, to be here, Grad. So thank you for, for having me. Well, you know, I am paying you a lot of money to be on this show. So um, I was going to talk to you about that, but later. Yeah, I just <laughs> I, I appreciate you giving us a bit of a break, but uh, it's very exciting to have you here. Uh, so <laughs> let, me, let me kind of put the basic thesis of what I want to talk about today. So most companies have a vision statement and a mission statement. Um, most companies have got sort of phrases about what they're all about. Most companies talk about culture. And uh, some have like the usual bevy of accessories and mugs with sinks on them and sweatshirts and all that kind of good stuff. And we all know that employees are going to companies based on culture. What's been striking to me watching you in action now for about three years is that while we have all that stuff at Sprinkler, what's different at Sprinkler is that the experience of the employees, the actions that the employees take are so radically different from anything I've seen anywhere before. And I'd love you just to talk about that a little bit, like sort of, sort of the kinds of things you're seeing employees participate in. Um, but I think that's really uniquely different. And I'd love to just to talk and hear from you on how did you make that happen? And how did it not just become a set of you know, meaningless phrases on the wall? How did you actually turn the culture into something that people lived every day and could demonstrate to their friends? So that's kind of the overall thesis for today. We'll freaking frack back and forth as we go through this. All right. Love it. So the first thing I'd say, Grad, is you know, I appreciate you giving me credit, but the reality is this is a this was a team effort, as you know, with you right by my side, as long as well as a leadership team and as well as the, the sprinkler people. And I think maybe I'll start, Grad. I think it's important, you know, you made the, the point. So many so many companies like talk about it, but but do they really make it come alive? And is it real? And so why don't we just talk a second about sprinkler? Like what what is how do we think about culture? And you know, and that for, for me is our goal is to create an extraordinary experience for everyone where people thrive personally and professionally. And I think the first thing, um, gosh, you and I talk about it so much, is that's a differentiator for us. There's so many companies that they, you know, they do invest in their in their people to to thrive right from a career perspective. But for for us, we, we, we invest in our people from a life perspective, and I can talk about that. And as you and I know, we are, our, our goal is to create a once-in-a-lifetime for people so that they live their, their, best, their, their best life and their healthiest life. Like that, That's how I think about it. So we keep that in front of us. You have a phrase you, have a phrase you use. I heard you um, 
just for a quick thing for the audience. So we have a orientation session called Splash. I don't know where we got the word splash from at a company called Sprinkler, but somehow someone came up with it. And, <laughs> and so uh, and during splash, there's a whole bunch of different things that are done. Yeah, I'm sure Dan will talk about it a little bit. But one thing I really love is there's an executive session with the different C-level executives in the company where we sit down and we talk with the new hires. It's great. It's an open Q&A, open forum, no agenda. Get lots of interesting questions. Uh, we did one this morning. Is that this morning? It was this morning. Today, right? Oh. <laughs> and yesterday morning. <laughs> One day. Um, anyway, so um, so the what was interesting in there is you had this expression that you said to the team that was on the call, and you said, "We want Sprinkler to be your once in a lifetime experience." I love that. So, and I also love that you said experience. So, just touch on that for a second, if you don't mind. What do you mean by once-in-a-lifetime experience, and what do you think the gold standard for that is? So, so here's how, how I think about it, and I'm going to go back, Grad, to you know the, the the personally and professionally. And if I think about my own life and I think about my my own career, is I've had, and I'm I'm just going to give you you know one experience that you know well, is I had the opportunity to spend you know many years at, at Cisco. And John Chambers, as you know, is, is on our board here, but he was the CEO. And if I, my life, I was, you know, the, the people showed up for, for me to support me through, you know, the, the beautiful moments of my life. And they were all, also there through the hard moments of my life, Grad. So when I think about creating an extraordinary experience, that's how I think about it. You know, we mm. all have lots, lots of beautiful and we all have hard and you want to be in the right place where, where you, you really do thrive. You can be at your best through all of, of life. And so having had that experience, you know, that's what I think about us creating here at Sprinkler. And the reason I also use grad is we're going to create like once in a lifetime experience. What, you know, what Raji, our CEO will, will say is, he'll say to me is, Diane, I want this to be the once in a lifetime experience. Like you've had phenomenal experiences. You've been able, and so I have been able to truly live my life with no regrets because I was in the right place, the right culture, surrounded by great people who embrace that. I mean, gosh, I think about how many conversations you and I have, Grad, right, mm. about career and about life, because we're there to support each other. So that's how I think you know, about lately, lately, I feel it's mostly you've been supporting me, but <laughs> oh, yeah, I'm, there. I'm there for you, Diane. I'm there. Actually, if I get your mind stuff at some point, then you can, then you can start telling me some of your stuff. <laughs> I think you you have been there for sure, and but you know what that's that's how I, I that is how I think about it. This once in a lifetime when you think about your your life, that this is the time in your life where you really are thriving, like on the the career front, and you're also thriving in your personal life. And and you know and, and as I said, I have this philosophy live your life with no regrets. And I believe when we create this, you know, in companies and the worlds in which we live, gosh, what, what a gift for everybody to be able to live that way and, and feel that way. 
Neat. Okay, that's super cool. And so, so then to drive to that once in a lifetime experience, you've got a set of experiences that people participate in, from the the the, the daily Joe to all the other things that are happening. So just maybe give everyone a sense of what you've built out there. It's very cool. All right, and, and well, and if you don't you don't mind, Grad, like you reference one. I'm just going to go back to the example that you gave. You talked about our splash program this morning, which is really our onboarding. And gosh, you know, right now we've been hiring 75 to 100 people a week. So really important. But so you and I joined a week apart, right? Almost three years ago. Yeah. And since that time, one of the first things that we did is the, you know, the executive team is part of every um, onboarding or orientation, or as we call it, splash. And, and why, why is that? If you just think about culture, you know, culture comes down to trust at the end of the day, right? Like you want to build a mm. culture where you trust each other, you show up and we can show up as we are, which I think you and I really do pretty well, huh? And, but that's what you want for everybody. So when I think about just one experience, it's the one that you mentioned. We want to, we want to be right there to meet everyone who comes, you know, who joins Sprinkler and we want to get to know them. And then we also want them to know from us how we think about the, you know, the world that we are creating, right? And the culture that we have. So that's just, you know, it's one example. And I think on the theme of, of trust, I mean, there's a lot you and I could talk about, but I think if you're good with it, Graham, maybe I'll just give the example of one of the first things that you and I and the leadership team did um, in, in joining. And that was to create, like, as we talk about wanting people to have an extraordinary experience where they thrive. And, you know, we always talk about we want people, you know, our people, and we want customers to be happier, right? Happier right. today than they were yesterday or happier this year than they were than, than they were last year. So we implemented the Employee Delight Assurance Program. And and just to, to explain to the to the audience, one of the the it, it goes like this. So each leader once once a quarter now, but but a while ago it was once a month. And again, to build trust and ensure that you know we do want our people happy and happier is the first question is, you know, so when I meet with Raji, when you meet with Raji, Raji's going to say to us, you know, tell me what your happiness score is on a scale of one to 10. And then tell me your recommendations for you becoming happier. And that can be personal or professional. Like when I think about, you know, I've said to Raji before, you know, here, here's my score. And the only reason that, you know, the only thing that I need to get better at is like, I'm out of my exercise routine. And I know for me, I got to like, I got to be in it every day. But the reality is, you know, it builds trust because the two of each, the two of you know each other, you know, personally and professionally. And that evolved to a process now that we not only ask about how happy you are and recommendations, you know, we also, you know, Tell us how you're doing relative to your goals and your performance and and your areas of focus. And the last one, and I'll just speak to this relative to, to culture, Grad, is, you know, Raji's going to say to me, how, how, am I, how would I assess myself relative to how I'm doing on my learn to grow plan or my learning plan? 
And then I'm going to say, and here are my three areas of focus to learn for the next quarter. So you've got those those three elements. And just one last thing on this, which I think is important for the audience, because it's internal, external, right? When we we aggregate what everyone said, it is confidential. We mm-hmm. put it in a tool. So my three recommendations are rolled up across Sprinkler. And then we prioritize. And as you know, we take action to to make our culture even better. Early on, you know, an, an example, there was a lot around communications and, and partnering with you, the marketing team. You know, one of the things we did was, you know, we implemented all hands and town halls and every leader has a team meeting every week. We implemented this employee delight assurance program. Um, so just a number of things. So we ensure that the entire company was on the same page. So that's just one example of, of how do we get to a happier, better place? That was one example of what we did. And my, my last comment, I'll turn it back over to you, Grad, is I always loved that you'd always talk about with customers, listen, learn, love, right? And this is why I think you and I have just been right here to, together because how you think about the experience externally is exactly how I think about it internally, but actually both of us are thinking about it. it's one experience and that was an example of how we listen to our people. You learn from them and you love them and you, you act on their recommendations. Well, you know, I, said, I think one of the things I've heard many times that makes total sense to me is you can't have happy customers if you don't have happy employees or, or in our uh, sort of way of saying it, you can't have happier customers if you don't have happier employees. I mean, it just I don't see how you can deliver a great customer experience if your employees aren't really into it, right? That's so right. I I always think about it, Grad, as um, you know, inside out. You got to get it right internally with your people. If they're if they're energized, if they're happy, gosh, that's exactly where our customers are going to be. If we're creating this extraordinary experience where they're thriving, then they're going to create that with the customers that they touch. So let's talk a little bit about the things that people are engaged in because that's the thing that's so striking about Sprinkler. Do you want to just rattle off like if you were to say hey isn't it cool that 83 percent of employees are posting content on the advocacy portal i've given you one already but <laughs> that is really that. cool 83 percent like you know, I, why isn't it 100 like what's going on and to that point <laughs> just to give you a little data as you know a year and a half ago you know you and i on our teams um we started this journey to to increase you know, the participation, right, in social media and on, on our and on our advocacy platform. So do you know about 15, 18 months ago, we were at 30 percent participation. And now to your point, we're, we're above 80 percent. And I think the the shares, of, you know, the number of shares, I looked this up a, a little while ago, is close to, to 50,000. And and what's great about that is, you know, because they're having a great experience then, you know, this is what you get. And, and so, so, and, and let me just give you, well, a couple of things, Grad, is for me, you know, my, my love is creating, you know, creating great cultures. And this, this is like one of my biggest learnings and partnering with you as I've, you know, learned a lot given the space that we're in, the, the, 
you know, the power, the impact of everyone being engaged and, you know, in, in advocacy and being advocates for our company. I mean, that's, that's where the impact really comes. You know, you can't do it by yourself. I can't do it by, do, do it by myself. It's really the, the people. And I was just going to share one of the things to, to show the power of that is like, if I look at the voluntary attrition for us, you know, it, it runs six to 7%, more than half of what you would see in a lot of other, in, in most tech companies. And our engagement scores are the, the highest they've ever been. You look at Glassdoor, you know, it's in the 4.4, 4.5. But again, we were at a different place. And it just shows the, the power of the, the engagement of our people. And I think I'd just give you one more stat would be recruitment. And we can come back and talk about that in a second. But you look, we're going to hire 1,100 people this year, grad. And because of what I, you know, I just shared with you, engagement scores, Glassdoor, the things, you know, because our, our people are having a great experience and they're sharing it, the recruitment of phenomenal people is just so much easier, right? Because they want to work at a place or they want to be at a place yeah. where they are having this once in a lifetime experience. Yeah. It feeds on itself, right? Good people get the more good people. Yeah. And it's a tough cycle the other way around. You know, boy, I tell you, you get the, on the wrong side of that death spiral. It is really, really hard. Uh, okay, so let's talk a little bit about what it could have should Let's talk about things you would do differently if you could do it all over again. Yeah, you know what? I would give you, uh, I'll just, um, I think a couple of things, Brad. I think, and I'll just start with, with Sprinkler. So, Thrilled where we are today, and I'm going to talk about culture of belonging. And we've put, and, and let me just say what that is: create, you know, creating a culture of belonging where everyone can show up, who you know, as who they are, authentic, right, and 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 be as you are. And I'm really pleased at the progress that we're making now. That when I think about when we you know, when, when you and I came in to, together is I didn't put as much emphasis there as I, as I, as I, let's do, should have. And now, now I, I, I am thrilled about what we're doing. Like we're doing a really, a deep dive. We're going, you know, what we want, like the, the goal is that we're creating a, a culture of no judgment, but I would say, Hindsight, I would have gotten started on that earlier. I was prioritizing, but I would have put more of an emphasis on that. And why would I have done that? Like if I look at the past the past year, gosh, everything that's happened in the world, everything that's happened in in the the US, the fact that we've invested so much, gosh, I I I see the difference that it makes. You, you know, I'm just going to give you an example. You, you look at, at Black Lives Matter. You look at the engagement that we had in Sprinkler, the more o- open conversations that we have and the value of that. Like I talked earlier about building a culture of trust. So I, I'm just more passionate than ever because we really invested last year, but this year, you know, and the years to come, there'll be even more of an investment. And and a lot of that investment 
comes with education and 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 I think about how do we do this differently now, grad. And you know, one of the things Raju will say is, you know, we want we want to strengthen that soul to soul connection. You know, I used you and I as an example, right? Like we understand each other's, you know, our, our hearts, our minds, and our and our worlds, and that's what we want. So if you ask me. And that's what you did ask me is what would I have done differently? And if I just look here, I would have gotten started earlier because the impact is so great. So that would be my first answer. And then my second isn't related to Sprinkler. It's where I learned and, you know, in a, in a previous experience is when you, you know, when you think about, people being at their best, right? Like being in the zone, being in the flow. Um, that starts with well-being and us taking care of ourselves. And I'll give you two things. Again, a, in a previous company, and it was a healthcare organization, and you, and you realized, gosh, everybody's really not at where you'd want them to be from a health perspective. We just really doubled down. And for me, it was a high of my, of my career because of, you know, the people saying like the focus on wellness changed their lives and that learning. And that's what I love here at Sprinkler grad. I mean, you know, when I think about last year, one of the hardest years ever for anyone, you look at COVID, gosh, we really tripled down right on well-being, and we will forever. And I think this is, it is one of the reasons you know, when you think about um, people, you know, thriving personally and professionally, you got to start with their well-being, you know, the emotional, the the mm-hmm. physical, the, the spiritual and the, the mental. And I'll just give you some examples here, Lear- learning that and now realizing like in the past year and this year, right, how hard it is for people to be to see, to visibly see. You asked me for examples. Um that we care. And, and as you know, gosh, we, we offer, you know, meditation, gosh, no, I guess it's nine times, uh, uh, you know, nine or 10 times. Yep. We have fitness classes where the people, you know, they're they're You can see each other working out during the, the day and their kids will be working out with them. So you've got the fitness, you've got, um, audible. So everyone has access to the, the learning and some of the most downloaded, um, books from from our people, you know, are around well-being and how to take care of themselves during a time like this. Same thing on LinkedIn learning. And, you know, the, the other thing is we offer Headspace, grad. And one of the things I'm really pleased about is if you talk to Headspace, like the participation when we offer that to, to our people is they said that the that the um, participation, like just right out of the gate, like was was so high, like people and, and it still is because people are just really appreciative and they see the the value in it. You know, um, there's a lot around the, the well-being. We even have we just launched our first, we'll call it um, happier certification program. And it is a program that consists of yoga, meditation, you know, the, the breathing. And we're creating now happier certification, too. And it's just, you know what, it's pretty extensive. Again, how do you take care of yourselves 
particularly now with all that we have going on. And I think just to close on on this piece, Grad, one of the things that I'm most proud of, and again, learnings from previous previous lives here, is with COVID around the world. You know, we we had a number of people around the world that um, were confirmed with COVID. And we we stay close to to them, and and to get you know to give them the support to get on the other side of that, and just staying really close to our people during some of their hardest times is also something that you know you've learned over the years. Just the 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 importance of that. My one of my favorite quotes is you know people people don't care how much you know till they know how much you care. Hmm. Oh, very nice. So it was amazing. I gave you a couple, a couple, yeah, a couple of those. That was amazing the way you did that. I loved it. Um, okay. So that was really fun. I mean, I, I think we sort of, I think the key message here is do things that get people involved. Right. So that they live the culture, not just, you know, hear stories about the culture, because otherwise the culture will be what they do on a day-to-day basis. Right. So this is like almost an overlay on top of the job. And there's a lot of it. That's what they're amazing. A lot of it, uh, and it was incredible when you think about it. I mean, we're a sizable company, but not a multi-billion-dollar corporation. Right. And I would say that I was talking to Carlos Dominguez, who uh, has actually been on this show already, and <laughs> Carlos is our executive chairman. And he and I were talking about you um, the other day. I think on the podcast. One of the things that we uh, d- dug into a little bit was just in Carlos's experience. And he sits on the boards of large companies. Um, one of the boards he sits on is, I think, one of the largest companies in its space in the world. And he looks at all the things that you did during COVID. A lot of this stuff was, was launched then. And you know, we did, a, I thought, an amazing job of creating lots of ways of engaging during COVID for employees. And Carlos said, even with all the resources of a multi-billion dollar corporation, they didn't even come close to doing half of the things that you did. Uh, which is pretty pretty neat, and it was amazing. I think as a result of all that, Diane, I think didn't we get some kind of like f- top places to work during COVID or something like that? Yeah, yeah, we you know what we did. Um, it was so we were named one of the the the, the greatest places to work during yeah. COVID, and huh. and I think to to your point, you know, you you just made it. I, I pride myself that you know we don't have to to your point be this huge conglomerate, this huge multi-billion dollar company. We don't have to have deep pockets because at the end of the day, this happens with the engagement and the involvement of our people. And that's really what it comes down to. Amazing. Well, that was great. Any last words or any last thoughts for the uh, folks that are listening to this? Because I I love this. I know it's been there all along, so I've seen the thing unfold, but it's really nice to hear your perspective on it and how you sort of summarized it. Uh, it is a fantastic place and it isn't a fantastic experience. You know, you're kind of living the, um, the experience uh, sort of philosophy on a day-to-day basis, so uh, thank you for that. Uh, any last thoughts for the audience as they think about landing their own employee experiences, which lead to, I think, great customer experiences, but how, how would you, what advice would you give someone who's thinking about trying to improve what their employees are experiencing. You know what? I, I just think the mindset grad, and this is what my team and I always talk about is always think about how do I create an extraordinary experience for, for my people, right. And for my customers. And that differentiator 
being create that extraordinary experience, the personally and the professionally, makes all the difference. So thank you for having me. This is always a blast with you. Fantastic summary. Diane, thank you so much. Well, that, everybody, is our great CXF Experience show with Diane Adams, the Chief Culture and Talent Officer at Sprinkler. And uh, I am Brad Kahn, CXO at Sprinkler. And that is all for today. And I'll see you next time.